How's it going, everyone? Welcome to another episode of Soapstone. My name is Jake. I'm joined by my co-host, as always, Dave. How's it going tonight, Dave? Jake, is, is that you? I see... I think I drank too much. I'm seeing two people on the screen. Mm-hmm. I don't have a Philly hat, though. Who's Who that? Who do you see? Who do you see? Tell me, who do you see? I, I see you. Oh, for the audio listeners, I see I see Eric. <laughs> uh-huh. What's happening? Yeah. What's going on, man? For the video listeners of the podcast, I have more questions than answers. For the audio <laughs> listeners of the pod- <laughs> podcast, great to great to be heard. How you fellas yeah. doing tonight? I'm doing pretty well. I mean, that's my question, but I guess I'm doing pretty well. Got got my my coffee here. Got puppy running around, although she's pretty calm right now, which is good for recording a podcast. Um, and you know, got some weak plans. I'm sure we'll get into those later. But it's it's looking up. These plans are strong. Fuck you, Jake. I spent some time on those. (laughs) (laughs) That was good. That was good. Wednesday's been busy. Uh, Yeah, just work and making other calls for stuff. A little stressful, but nothing too crazy. Mm-hmm. But don't gotta do shit tomorrow or the day <laughs> <No>. after that. <laughs> thank, thank goodness. <laughs> well, what you should do tomorrow is what I had a yeah. chance to do last night. Mm-hmm. Digging that? through some of the uh, some of the old paraphernalia that I got, video game wise, transported ah, myself game. back to 1992, dusted off the Super Nintendo, busted out, lost. Vikings, okay. Pilot Wings, and mm-hmm. Jungle Strike. Don't suggest that one. But Pilot Wings <laughs> and The Lost Vikings, two still fantastic games to to make you transport back to the early 90s when you don't have a thing going on the next mm-hmm. day. You, you don't have any cares because you're a kid because it's the 90s and just everything's right with the world. And all that matters is just... You and that CRT that gets a little bit too warm if you stand too close to it, mm-hmm. and just those cartridges that you got you got to blow into them one more time, and this next time it's going to turn on. I know it; it's, just, it's <laughs> going to work. But that's that's the biggest thing that you had to worry about back then, and that was nice to take some time to relive that moment, even just for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I- really loved growing i didn't grow up with it specifically like it wasn't in my house but every mm-hmm. summer when i go and visit my cousin up in the attic was like a nintendo and a super nintendo <laughs> and we would just blow con- the, the cartridges um, yeah uh-huh. and just try and like get them in there and he doesn't listen fuck him um yep but i feel like cartridges back then were what usb 2.0 is today you're like this will work uh-huh. Flip, it <laughs> flip it around. Flip around. Gotta flip it three different times, and it still won't work. Yeah, I like. But then it does. You're like, ah, oh, I'm a technology god. It's no great like feeling. The, the way you phrased it, it wasn't entirely clear whether you're going to your cousin's attic in a separate house or if you visited your cousin in the attic of your own house. Um, which was what I like to imagine, right? It's like, oh yeah. I mean, if they were particularly good, you know, my mom it's and dad would let me. Yeah, you, there's, there's a ladder directly to the one window. The parents don't usually like him coming in the front door, type of thing. Mm-hmm. Well, it's an upgrade from his bedroom under the stairs that he used to have. So you know, it's, right. it's really moving on up when you think about it. That's I true. I hope he doesn't get granted any powers and seeks revenge on me. <laughs> I think I saw a documentary on that, but I, I think I fell asleep or something. I don't know. He, he, he seeks revenge on you. Is this, um, I've actually never read Harry Potter, but I've seen the movies. I have to assume that, um, Voldemort and Harry Potter were cousins. Oh, like, Hey, oh, <laughs> chill on the name there, man. Easy on those. Spoilers, v, v- Morts. <laughs> V-more sounds like an energy drink that I would have nowadays. V-more. Have you tried V-more? Their, their yeah. flavors are pretty good. Raspberry, I like that one. I could totally see V-more in a in a gas station cooler. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like tucked way way, way back next, like not even close to the Red Bulls or like anything that's like marketable. It's like, oh mm-hmm. yeah, these these things they expired two years ago, but they're still good. I promise. <laughs> Says yeah. the guy who hasn't opened the case at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't. I didn't. Uh, I know we had a retro episode at some point, but I didn't really start playing games until like N64. 
And even then I came in like a little bit late. I had to uh, make all kinds of false promises to my parents to like pick it up from yard sale or something. Oh, there you go. I did a desperate Taco Bell attempt. I think it was Taco Bell. They had like those scratch off. Maybe you win a game console things. Oh, you had to assemble like the word Nintendo or something like that or Nintendo 64. Sounds right. So you had to like get the letters or whatever. It could have been McDonald's now that I'm thinking about it. But like, yeah, it sounds like the uh, the Monopoly thing, but you get a console instead of yeah, that's what just it was ripped but... off. Yeah, <laughs> um, they were two different things. I know Taco Bell had one that was just scratch off and then collect the letters. I almost wonder if that wouldn't pass these days, right? Like, I guess I don't know if they've done it for a while, but it really is almost loot boxes, right? Because some of the letters were just super, super uncommon. They're yeah. like, yeah, let's print five. Five fours. (laughs) (laughs) There's five O's and you have to spell out Monopoly. (laughs) Screwed. (laughs) There could be two and two and a half winners. I know. I feel like you could maybe forge it though. (laughs) Just like draw in. This is no like very clearly Sharpie. (laughs) Uh huh. Yeah. On a post note, it's the words. Oh my what? god! Like um, it's like, hey, read ten books, and you can have like a free personal pan pizza from Pizza. Oh Hut. yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness! Because all There's they had for that was like a special hole punch. Mm. And by special, I mean like you could have gone to Michael's or something. I imagine, and just be like, yes, I've I've been here ten times, or I've read ten books, or whatever mm-hmm. the uh, criteria was. You're gonna lie to the book it people, man. That's yeah. you got a special place in hell if you do something like that, though. <laughs> They're, I they're got just a couple take places a look. now. I'm, I'm, I almost have a hotel there. <laughs> <laughs> they're just going to take a look at it, and they're just like analyzing it and stuff. Like this was not a librarian hole punch, and then they just hand it back to you and they stare at you until you leave. I figured the officer would just cuff you right on the spot. <laughs> right. <laughs> what are you in for? He's coming right for me. <laughs> <laughs> I like yeah, the I don't synchronized know if I drink. You. I feel like I need a beverage now. You gotta yeah. be sipping on some. Well, if you want, I can ramble while you go grab a beverage. I can tell you my video game starts here, where yeah. I had started back on um, my one cousin who lived uh, across town. He had he was they were a little bit older, so they had an original Nintendo. Okay, and mm-hmm. um, when we'd go and visit, we'd all be hanging out and, and playing, and you know, having like a two year old play a video game is kind of a stretch for the term there, but they had, uh-huh. they had, of course they had super Mario brothers. And I think they had a cartridge that had like that and duck hunt. And, um, I don't know if it was on the same cartridge, but they also had track and field on okay. the Nintendo, which had like the precursor to a, what a DDR mat is. There was like mm-hmm. a four by four grid of circles and you could do hurdles and hundred meter dash. And, we did the hundred meter dash by having us like all the cousins together, just smashing on one of the pads as fast <laughs> as humanly possible. And the, the, the player would just like rocket across the screen. <laughs> this is almost like a prototype Mario party thing where it's just like, okay, mash. Yeah, buttons, pretty much. Go. Yeah. Um, so we did that a lot. And then our first system in, in our household, we had the super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we were Nintendo kids all the way up, till playstation 2 because grand theft auto 3 wasn't on the nintendo gamecube we just <laughs> had to have that mm-hmm. yeah gta there's zero percent chance i would have been able to sell my parents on gta i think the first like several gta games i played were all pirated and they just that was the only way i would be able mm-hmm. to receive them um it, it definitely took some convincing as a 12 year old to say no it's it's okay that i'm playing a game that you you kill hookers and run over people everything's totally fine (laughs) somehow it worked what does the 18 on this box say you're like yeah i guess it would have been an m it's m it's it's hours of play time (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's rated me 18 Um, in-depth story missions I think GTA is the one game we probably I don't know if we've ever even mentioned it mentioned it nope. on the podcast. We had we did for the ratings episode. Oh yeah, yeah, for hot coffee and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That oh, was yeah, that a little oopsie doodle. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny because I was talking to, um, I don't talk about work usually, but I had a one-on-one with someone and I was talking, we ended up talking about the GTA hot coffee scandal in the middle of the one-on-one because it was one of the better, better one-on-ones, right? And that was just, <laughs> it was really hilarious to be talking about that in the middle of the work day. I, I envy your coworkers. I feel like I don't have that close of a relationship with anybody at work. <laughs> well, it, it was from a well, not educational, but more like a scholarly standpoint. We're just like, oh, yeah, what were the impacts of this on the rating systems of different countries and things like that? It wasn't like boobies. Yeah, <laughs> you know, right? <laughs> I also um, like to go high pitch whenever I say boobies. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if it's possible to say that word in a low pitch of voice because like, you know, it, just, it's, it's, too, right. it's too goofy it of a word to have any bass in it. Yes. You can't yeah, go exactly. boobies. It's it like yeah, now with your eyes wrong. open. It just it doesn't make sense. It yeah. doesn't make sense. It sounds wrong. You're gonna pop a blood vessel in either. You're, gonna, <laughs> you're definitely gonna hurt yourself. Mm-hmm. Equally even... so in either of those cases. <laughs> yeah. So Eric, you mentioned that you started out Nintendo, mm-hmm. and then you switched to PlayStation. Did you ever venture into Xbox, or did you like end up settling on a given quote unquote console for the console? I bopped around play? a bit. Um, in the late 2000s, because we had we had the PS2, and then um, I think the next one that I got was a 360. Because I remember I had the 360 early through college, and we played, funny enough, GTA 4, since it was mm-hmm. on that. I had a group of friends that played that. Um, one of the really fun early Xbox titles that I played online was this mech warrior game called chrome hounds where you spent way too long like trying to maintain these these um mechs and customize every little thing that you're not actually going to see during gameplay and Uh that that was an absolute blast um i'd like to see another mech game like that but i guess the closest one is that um not even really the same genre but still a mm-hmm. mech game the the new gundam game what is that gundam revolutions i think a, I, a yeah. gundam overwatch spinoff i call it yeah <laughs> i have it downloaded yeah. but i haven't launched it yet i i want to get a group together to just play it because mm-hmm. i feel like it would be entertaining for a couple hours um what if we do it for next land we could organize something for that because does it have like local or apparently versus? There are some people that don't enjoy some of the games that we play at LAN, like Team Fortress 2. Oh what? my god, he's been listening to I the mean, episodes who, who actually, being targeted. I heard what who you said. <laughs> yeah, it, no, we, it it's, it's like, an old game. It's dated, I know. Yeah. But it but it allows everybody to play. But there are still now less people that play that than Overwatch 1. So mm-hmm. there's no reason to, to hold on to it beyond nostalgia. Yeah, mm. I just like anything that can typically have lobbies. Uh, yes, and I'm not shit at. I need I need some degree of competence or mm-hmm. competency, like to be able to jump in. I don't care if I'm like good or bad, but if I'm like dog shit, it's harder for me to like get on the fun train. If I just mm-hmm. feel like I'm losing constantly, you know. No, that's understandable right. for sure. TF2 is. Uh... I think it's easier to rag on it now. Like the difference between Dave and I when we're like ragging on TF2 is I don't know if Dave's ever really liked TF2. If I can throw him under the bus, I put like thousands of hours into TF2 and then I learned to dislike it. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's not even that I dislike it. I, I still think it can be fun, but in like specific circumstances. And we always do turbine capture the flag, and it's always engineered. That, that could use a little bit of variety. I think I think we could mix it up. Yeah, I I think certainly if we end up doing that again, we should mix it up. I'll have to talk to our our uh, sysadmin about and getting things changed yeah. for that. No, that's fair. But yeah, I don't I don't mean to gripe because I mean it's still an entertaining. It's still fun to play with people. It's still like I don't know. There's a certain level of ceremony to it being the first game and the kickoff. And like Ian and I can just empty people's will to play the game. Like as soon as we reach that point, right? It's just like, all right, yeah. we're gonna go engineers, we're gonna go spies, we're just gonna stop. 
playing mm-hmm. the game as and basically like cease the point of engagement for other people. Like they're, they're no, no, no longer playing like some sort of asymmetrical balance thing. It's just like, did you get a medic? Did you coordinate? If not, I mean, what are you going to do? <laughs> yeah, it's it, it feels weird at a point when there's a spy in the game because I'm mm-hmm. the older I get, the less FPS inclined I feel like Destiny 2 is like the best I can do right now. And like I need to be in the zone to be mm-hmm. hitting my headshots and whatever. But it's usually I'll just use a chain gun, so I'm less likely to miss consistently. Um, he's underselling himself. I I know that he's raided within the last couple of weeks. It's like it's right there. Oh yeah, so. I'm pretty good at the game. But um, <laughs> I was gonna say, it, it's weird when I have to like think about oh, there's multiple people I have to worry about, and then like how my weapon fires, how their weapons fire, and then I also have to worry about somebody who may or may not be a teammate. And I'm mm-hmm. like just doing like these quick checks. I'm like I I don't know. Uh, and then you're you gonna round the corner into a turret. And you're like, okay. You're gonna sound like a casual though, compared to to Eric here, because I have it on good authority that Eric is actually a CS:GO master. Like, and CSGO, I don't even know what the ranks CF2. are. Two. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, I was, the highest I had ever been competitively in CS was Gold Nova One, which was a grand total of one match because I lost the very next match that I got ranked <laughs> up to that and got kicked right back into silvers. See, for me who doesn't know the ranks, that sounds pretty good because Nova is a sniper in Blizzard games and snipers are usually accurate, so that means you have really good accuracy. I guess so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so let's go with that. That's totally what it was. <laughs> I was really, really accurate for one match and then the next mm-hmm. matches. Um, I just kind of played with a trackpad instead. Mm-hmm. Who'd have uh, thunk it? It might be a little more challenging. But yeah, if if they had those rankings back in like 06 to 2010, mm-hmm. I probably would. <laughs> I, I would have liked to think I'd be way higher. Mm-hmm. And if the competitive scene was where it is today back in... 2006 through 2008 there um probably would have had a slightly different career path i'd like yeah. to think yeah could have gone pro but prize pools <laughs> back then were like 500 dollars, <laughs> and now prize pools are like six figures for cs get like yeah. a packet of twinkies or something and you're like there you go have fun yeah it's, it's like half of the bus fare to get to the venue uh-huh. to compete <laughs> thanks for showing up that actually the reward is the bus ticket home <laughs> yeah, pretty much <laughs> oh, yeah for yeah. events like that it's it's like all right well let's i know i've done that for um when i competed in hockey tournaments mm-hmm. the the prize pools aren't phenomenal so it's like all right well we want to play for free, so we better win. Right. Never won. I mean, I only competed in one tournament, so I wasn't ever that good. But I know other people that have competed in multiple, and usually you you, you play so that you can pay for your room and for your drinks for the weekend. Gotcha. Gotcha. I like the idea of, one, like having enough money in case I lose, but then mm. finding out that like, you... you financially accounted for that and you're like well it's just on the my wins this is whatever yeah just like, put it on my that. wins <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's essentially just getting free money but you're working for the money um mm-hmm. we work for the money I, don't know, I like the idea of like winning a tournament though like i miss the days of i feel like left 4 dead 2 is probably the game i grinded the most yeah or maybe modern warfare 2 but this is like all back in college when it's just straight fps all the time it is funny because like People have been tryharding in video games for a very long time, but you're right in that like they have not really been compensated. Even now, there's most games you're not going to get good compensation or like a very livable wage. But I recall sometime after graduation, I was like, we we got some numbers posted for like pro Dota team player salaries, and they were like significantly less money than I was making like right out of graduation. And it really does kind of it kind of like lends perspective to the people who are like choosing this as a career path. Like they, you have to legitimately love the game and then either I mean, in Dota's case, it got really profitable if you were the best, if you made it to the international in the same mm-hmm. way like that money flows into CSGO. I think they use a similar model now to like the uh, um, to the past. But like, yeah, 
I don't know. It was kind of eye-opening at the moment. I was like, I can kind of just like nine to five it, do a job, get some work done, and then play video games and not feel super stressed out about it. And there's people who are like grinding out these games all the time and they're making like half the money I make or something. Just crazy. That's not uncommon for uh, more traditional sports either. If you look at um, minor leagues for baseball, I mean, first you look at the major leagues and those guys make like millions upon millions of dollars because they scratch themselves while getting a ball thrown in their direction. But then in the minor <laughs> leagues, they have to, their, their salary is, is so low that they'll often just like room with several other teammates. And yeah. you just hope that you work your way up the system. It's, mm-hmm. it's like baffling how little some of those guys get paid. And um, it's not a surprise that in other esports that it's uh, pretty much the same case. Mm-hmm. But still, it, it shows a lot to somebody's passion for a given thing like that. They're willing to essentially start at that high risk, low payout in the hopes of if I invest enough time and money into this, it will pay off in mm-hmm. the long scheme of things. Because I'm very risk averse. I'd like to blame my Jewish heritage, but I think it's just me as a person. <laughs> um, I don't like gambling on shit. Uh, so I'd rather have security versus... Security. I guess just gambling right. in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, if, I, if you if you had to like say, "Hey, I'm gonna stop my job to play this one game and have it be financially profitable," what would that be for you? One game. Oh dang. Mm. Yeah, you That's gotta tough. put all your marbles in one basket for to make that kind of money. To buy to buy Eric time while we think about this. That's the part that makes it really tough. Is like the advantage to not going pro is you can play games for fun, right? True. Like, like for people who have gone pro in Dota, it's like, what are they going to switch to League? Are they going to leave the organization? Like, what if they start having mm-hmm. more fun with a different game? It literally looks like a mark against them if they're not yeah. grinding out the game. Like, I don't think you can switch from one major MOBA to another without static because typically people who are in camp dota are not in camp league of legends so you'd lose a lot of your audience and traction there i think Mm -hmm. i think the game if i had to choose one i know we mentioned it earlier i'd probably pick counter-strike just because i've been playing it for oh my god 18 years now i've Mm -hmm. been uh, learning the game and there's there's been a scene competitively for that for 15 years and it's Mm. i would like to think it's not going to go anywhere there's these new games like the cs killer everyone says with valorant that has a scene i don't know it's that big i could be wrong um i think it's pretty big but i don't know if it's a killer right like yeah any game um but you you figure that's going to be around and that's where you know that's the most stable out of pretty much anything i thought that overwatch was going to be really stable because they they went so hard into making it an esport and making yeah. things as marketable as possible and they just threw that out the window as hard as they possibly could with the overwatch 2 stuff mm-hmm. yeah i don't know why they keep tripping on their own fucking shoelaces tie your goddamn shoes i feel like <laughs> it's so easy to just tie your shoes and just yeah, they they straight up just killed the golden goose with it. It's it just makes no, not just the the most recent decisions that have that have gone on with the launch, and I think there was some news out today about people accidentally buying things on their account yeah. and Blizzard just saying, oh, it, you no, want- you intended to buy it. We promise, we're not going to refund you. <laughs> Taking you a step back from that. Was? Just as an interjection, what the bug was? Sure. I did read about it. And it's because if you're in the shop and you like buy something, you can apparently confirm with like double space bar. But there was a bug if you were chatting where like it was sending your inputs to both chat as well as the shop UI. So if someone hits space bar twice, as you know, you might do in a conversation that could literally purchase something with real life funds. Um, Whoops. Yeah. Man, fuck that game. (laughs) (laughs) Like, a part of me wants to be social and play with people. On the other hand, like, I really don't have any more fucks to give in the Blizzard space. Mm -hmm. So, 
like I want to play other stuff with people, but I also don't want to like rip people away from that. If they're still having fun with it, by all means, have fun with it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just harder for me to jump on board. It, it makes yeah. sense. It's you also have other avenues where you have uh, Destiny Two already, and there's a group for that. Like True. I would, I would probably jump into Overwatch Two sooner than Destiny Two, just because of my familiarity with with that franchise and my unfamiliarity with destiny two, but that's, that's just my perspective. And I totally get all the frustration for blizzard, which is incredibly justified, Mm -hmm. but uh, one of these days I'll I'll probably get around to launching overwatch Two, Maybe Mm -hmm. just cause I, you know, it's, it's good having, it's good having a group to play games with. And um, right now my latest action on PC has been, uh, sea of thieves and more often than not it's harder for people to carve out two or three hours of time to right. uh, jump in for a session on that but then you can bust mm-hmm. out like an overwatch match 10 15 minutes i don't know how long they are in overwatch 2 now if it's mm-hmm. comparable i would think i think it but is, you can but just do like pickups be. for that and it's that's nothing that's that's what's nice if you have a, a enough of a group and you can do like a 15 minute game you're set mm-hmm. but you probably, also need to like not alienate your your user base so that would probably be a good idea <laughs> yeah that's the struggle i don't think we've talked about it much post launch i haven't i haven't played since it launched either i mean i've obviously been on the destiny train like you mentioned but like overwatch is still a very approachable game and absolutely it, and like you, you mentioned pickups and like as people have less time to play games or they come in maybe a little bit later, that's one of the issues I, I kind of have with Sea of Thieves is like there's no let's upgrade our ship option. Really, it's start a new set. Like, should we cash out now so we can like pull another person in for the larger size? Um, or is Overwatch? It's just like, oh, you're between matches. Yeah, just literally join on just us. Just hop in the next. Yeah, yes, exactly. Or leave the next, right? Like leaving is not a big deal again on cfe side you're just like all right we're all in a freaking galley Le- leaving is a very <laughs> big deal in CFTs. yeah you're just like see ya uh but no you gotta have my to treasure and gold. um and it sucks for everybody else because i mean how are they going to manage a larger ship with fewer people but like it's a it's a big part of it it's one of the reasons i kind of have enjoyed playing games that are dying or dead as stupid as that sounds to say like I like playing HOTS because nothing really changed. Really easy to play. Bot games or whatever versus AI and StarCraft and, you know, things that required less commitment are much easier to swing. Oh, for sure. I guess that's part of the magic of growing up is you have to choose your time more wisely for gaming. Can't just be like, oh, Friday night, I get two and a half days nonstop. (laughs) <laughs> you have other you know what i'm talking about right dave <laughs> yeah yeah super busy all the time um mm-hmm. i i feel like i have too much free time right now i like i need to pick up other hobbies or responsibilities or something or get a fucking vacuum for this new apartment and actually you know <laughs> clean ones um but I, I don't even find all that free time that i have used up with video games because I still right. need to like, yeah. mentally allocate. I want to like sit down, you know, grind out some Elden Ring or play some Destiny 2 with people or do a raid. Um, but then a lot of times I just want to like relax in other ways that's not where I don't have to engage as much, which is like, mm-hmm. oh, watch a show on YouTube or Netflix or just go on a walk or cook something. Just change a pace that's laid back, not actively trying to get my best game or score. Vacuuming is certainly a good hobby. I know another good <laughs> hobby, hobby that you can pick up with some of your spare time. Um, I I, um, I know it's not a surprise for me to talk about this, but chess is always an easy thing to pick up. It's the same rule set that's been around for about 500 years or so, or maybe I think 400 years. I forget when the latest change was in place. Waiting for chess too still. That's going to be nuts mm-hmm. when that comes out. People don't use the original rule set. People play fast chess and like crazy chess and 4D chess. And I definitely said chess in there, but like those are, those are, those are the types I see at least. 
Um, that's it. That's the end of my discussion on chess. You guys can carry it from here out. I'm going to take five. I'll be back. So <laughs> I know I did get a chance to talk to you about this briefly in person, but I did want to ask again for sake of podcast content and to see if you had any more updates regarding the whole Magnus Carlson and the Wi-Fi butt plug debacle. <laughs> for those that are... Um under a rock with how much this news has spread. Um, trying to think, when did this start? This was like a month or two ago, I think it was. And Magnus Carlsen, the current world champion, was playing a game against uh, a 19-year-old kid named Hans Neiman. And this Neiman guy has been like rocketing up the ratings in a rather uncharacteristic way and he managed to place a game against uh, Carlson and he's making all of these crazy crazy moves that you know um, in at, after the game even he can't explain and it's like uh-huh. hold on a second so Carlson's like really shaken up by this and he's like I don't know something isn't right about this guy and he ends up withdrawing from that tournament after that game because he is just too mentally frazzled after that but he doesn't say why he just says i i no longer want to compete in this tournament and later on things are going on or news comes out and everyone's like okay there's this guy is he cheating somehow because they were playing over the board which is not impossible but very challenging to cheat in and you need like a lot of coordination to do it everyone had all these different speculations and um Noted jabroni Elon Musk speculated that <laughs> Neiman had uh, a Wi-Fi enabled butt plug that was telling him the moves <laughs> to do based on the position on the board. It's like, <laughs> stop it. Uh-huh. Uh, I, later on, there was a report from chess.com that finally came out about a week or two ago that said that, yeah, this dude almost certainly cheated in like a hundred games and we aren't going to have him in some of these tournaments coming up. And do they actually have any proof to say why, or is it kind of like if they kick you out of a casino, cause you're just doing really well. Mm-hmm. You can, the proof that they would have, and I, I wish I had the report up in front of me and I'm just too lazy to type for it. They would, um, they would have a team of grandmasters and international masters and other titled players uh, convene and look back onto his games and compare and see, okay, which ones have things stick out? Are there any moves that um, are uncharacteristic of his play style, which when you get to that high of a level, you can kind of determine those things, which I am absolutely nowhere near. And, um, you could also run through games and have an engine run through them at the same time. And if things are one-to-one, then you can kind of make a bit of a determination there and say, hey, wait a minute. You know, he might be getting some kind of assistance. Right. Um, From the wife. So that report came out. And there's also other people that are getting, um, that are coming out with cheating allegations, uh, including international master... I'm going to butcher this name, Joaquim Nielsen, who is the current, or as of October 6th, the current president of the Norwegian Chess Federation, Hmm. um, had cheating allegations against him. So it's like everything's crumbling down. It's, it pretty much, uh, reminds me of, uh, the Lance Armstrong doping stuff Hmm. that pretty much just shook cycling to its core. And it would suck to see it have a similar fate because there's still a lot of really great players that have accomplished incredible things. But, you know, you get these guys that just sully it. But it's it's not to the same degree as cycling where pretty much you had to cheat in order to be successful. Yeah. In some of those physically competitive sports, um, it's not uncommon to hear stuff about, oh, people are juicing or doing something else to give them an edge. Well, at least like a lot of that stuff is like P testable. I don't think you can P test for chess. 
Not well, really. You can you can run it through a computer, statistics. and that's the closest yeah. you can do. <laughs> it's I would hope that statistics, not actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Certainly don't have them p test at the board. That would just make things really awkward. <laughs> I feel like so. I I actually I said I was going to take five, but I did listen. Um, and I've even I have heard some stuff about this and how it's how it's unfolding. It does kind of suck for him that like he he kind of is being hit on all sides here without anyone really coming forward with proof that he did anything wrong. So the chess.com thing, like they're saying like, hey, he's in his behavior here, he's cheated more than he says he has but that's like different right it's different than like the over the board allegations and i know that he's still playing games but like straight up when you have that much clout on uh magnus's side like you can just ruin someone's career with an implication right oh Um, yeah so he's got to be he's got to be right about this or he's just like an absolute douchebag because like if he's if he's in that position as you know the champion of chess and there's someone who legitimately beat him on an instance and he's like no he cheated and then that leads to this you know swirling and downfall of this guy's career and then proof doesn't come out that's kind of like that's like playground strats right that's like <laughs> saying hey we should recount these votes just saying yeah if i right. do lose it's because somebody cheated <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and he's right and they got good on him, but that's a huge thing that that Magnus wanted to avoid because after he withdrew, like he posted a, I mean, he kind of did it in a ham-fisted way, <laughs> but he withdrew from the tournament in a tweet, and he had a video clip of um, a soccer manager that was like, "I prefer really not to speak. If I speak, I am in big trouble." Uh-huh. Now that I actually have the report up, these this happened in early September. So it's like, he's, he's saying, he's saying that he cheated without saying that he cheated. Mm-hmm. And yeah, from it's... September 5th through the October 4th, when this report came out, everything was like, Oh my God, is he, is he cheating? And he, even Neiman had admitted in the past of cheating, but mm-hmm. now they came out and were like, Hey, here's exactly how many games we think that Hans Neiman cheated. In. And it's like over a hundred it's mm. it's kind of baffling. Damn. Yeah, I remember he he admitted for like a couple times when he was younger, but never over the board. I think is what he said. Um, mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to yeah. ask for the chess audience uh, and myself included. What does over the board mean? Oh, sorry. So over the board means instead of playing online in a browser, you're physically playing in the same space together. So if you think of what a normal chess game is, so two <laughs> people on a board. And um, in a tournament setting, you also write down your moves and there's a clock and that's it. That's, mm-hmm. that's what over the board is. And it is, like I mentioned, it is possible to cheat over the board. There was Wi-Fi. You, <laughs> there's another <laughs> way that you can cheat over the board <laughs> where there was a national team of a European team that was, that had been found cheating only because one of the team members came out with the news that they had cheated and how they did it is they had their team of four compete against another national team of four. So there was eight players sitting at four different tables. They would have a specific board that they would focus on for, for this cheating to, to be successful. And the coach of the team would come in, see what's going on, but he wasn't able to communicate in the tournament hall because they wouldn't allow devices in there. Understandably, mm-hmm. like if you were competing and you're staring at your phone, the people are going to have some questions. <laughs> right. So <laughs> the coach would, would see what's going on, come out of the tournament hall and communicate uh, electronically with other team members or just somebody off site and say, hey, here's the position. Uh, what's the best move? And they'd give him the info. Then he would come back in and he would stand behind one person to determine what column or rank. Oh, right, actually, that's no. final. And then he'd move to another person to say, well, here's the row or the rank that you that is the square that 
you want to focus on. And then maybe they had another way to say, oh, this specific piece. But if you're told about a certain square, you probably know which piece is going to go there. So they would do like, how in the world are you going to be able to to detect that? Mm -hmm. That's a team event. I don't know how in the world you would do something like that for just a one-on-one game, but mm-hmm. you have there's... to gun down the coaches if they leave and come back. It's the only yeah, way. exactly. <laughs> yeah, just, just knock them out right on site. Like, I'm done. gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they have better callouts and communication than we do on Destiny Two raids. That's probably and that's true. pretty impressive. That uh, would be the callout. It's like up bird back right, and you're like, what are you talking about? <laughs> That's crazy checkmate. though. Like, go for checkmate. <laughs> like the only cheating stuff in gaming in general that I've ever really witnessed or encountered is typically just like Fall Guys, where it's like blatantly obvious that somebody is cheating because yeah. they can't lose. They have all these advantages, like type thing. Um, like I technically get the the point of why you would do that to grind out. Oh, I want to get crowns for cosmetics or something in a mm-hmm. game like that, but like. In in most games where it's like competing, like if I was playing Eric in something, I would want to like kick his ass cleanly because I want him to like have that feeling. Next time he sees me, he's like, I'm going to kick his ass at that game. I like mm-hmm. that friendly rivalry and I like knowing that I won with my own skill and ability versus oh, yeah. I pulled one over on somebody because like it's it feels so hollow to me. So this is a deeply personal question, but it is a segue back to the thing things that we were talking about mm-hmm. have you guys and we can choose to redact it if you need to afterwards i understand have you guys ever cheated in video games not in video games no okay that's good. cut this cut this <laughs> <laughs> um maybe like cheese or glitch some stuff in like a single player thing but never that i can recall in multiplayer stuff okay yeah i didn't even mean multiplayer honestly just including single player because oh, I've had like a game this. shark with my yeah, S64. Like game shark. We mess around with cheating. that. Okay, so yeah, w- with that I had, but okay. like not since N64. So I didn't go like download any wall hacks or anything. Yeah, mm-hmm. I okay, just didn't want to put in the whole goddamn well, Mega Man code. Please. It's like <laughs> sixteen <laughs> different things. Get out of here! No, it's too much. The 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 life lesson, the moral, the fable, if you will coming off of this is I did the same thing. Like I played those games with game sharks and like, sometimes I played the game legit first, or I tried to play through it legit until I got to something that was hard. Then I cheated. But what I found and particularly the army men games for PC, like army men, army men Two, army men, toys in space, all that stuff for the console ones. You guys are probably more used to like air attack, Sarge's heroes, things like that. Yeah. Um, but like what I found is if I started the game and I immediately started cheating, like the game was one really short, <laughs> right? Like games, if you can just skip to the next level, most games don't last that long, right? Um, but also there's like the complete removal of the context and challenge and always putting yourself in this kind of like meta uh, mindset while you're playing the game. You can't be immersed in something when you're cheating, right? You're literally breaking the rules of the game. Um, By the way, the how was Lisa? Lisa? Wait, did I cheat for Lisa? I can't remember. You, you did like a, a speed mod for it. Yeah, oh, yeah. It's yeah. actually cheating, though. Um, uh, yeah, uh, I mean, technically. So what I was using is I used Cheat Engine, and I used a speed hack to make things. <laughs> yeah, right here. Here's experience. the guy. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and I used a speed hack because uh, you could play the game at like 2x speed or something like that. But I now I am remembering I did cheat in StarCraft single player mm-hmm. because they had like granted i swear it was in the fucking manual like hey here are you know cheats for power overwhelming like you can't die i'm like i would like that please some of these harder levels are uh, very very hard for a 13 year old me Mm -hmm. yeah i would would bust out the mm -hmm. yeah i would bust out the game shark like if if you are already completed with the game Mm -hmm. i would like to think that i didn't use those cheats to like advance a story but at you know that was what 15 20 years ago i'm not going to remember stuff uh-huh. like that right i have no recollection that's that's a fair thing to say <laughs> like uh, that's a good legal defense i like that yeah <laughs> I, I cannot recall uh-huh yeah 
<laughs> I take your question. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, obviously, it's a very different scenario when you're talking about ac- anything actually multiplayer. Um, cheating there is you're you're not you're harming your own obviously reputation, but you're showing that you also don't have the capability to play fairly and expect to win. Or if not that, you don't have any respect for your opponent um, by you know using those underhanded means, even if you didn't care about the game, right? Like I think that's something that comes into video games a lot more. Is like people cheat and maybe they incidentally win, but they're cheating more to like grief other people mm-hmm. as opposed to like, I'm just going to subtly win or something like that. And I mean, that's a dick move, <laughs> right? <laughs> Hot take. Um, Spicy but, one right there. <laughs> mm-hmm, yeah. Thankfully, I, I don't I don't play games with other people anymore, so I'm mostly good. So. Literally, the destiny thing is cheating if you describe it as such, I guess. Which is for destiny? Like the skating, the movement tech. And I do use it to grief Uh, allies by just being like, don't you wish you could go 200 miles an hour like I can? It's more funny than anything at this point. Um, Uh Uh-huh. I'm going to describe this to Eric. Yeah. I want to describe it to Eric. We might have... I don't know if we went into all the tech, but in destiny, there's multiplayer game, right? Lots of things going on. There is a glitch where if you use a couple abilities and you equip a sword and swing a sword that has a particular perk that makes the sword have more range and you use your super ability, which is like your ultimate at the same time. And like you you do all these inputs really quickly. Uh, you just like fly across the map at 200 miles an hour. And you can use it for legitimately skipping some encounters, going to the end, things like that. But it's like a PVE game primarily you're not using this to like kill people in pvp or anything oh, then who cares like if you could rocket your body at 200 miles an hour and someone's like how did i die <laughs> yeah, right it's just it's just a double <laughs> ko then it would be amazing um but like we'll be like running a raid or something the last time i did it we were running a raid and we were just telling some of the new people how the encounters go and i just like would stand on top of something in this relatively small room and like death propel myself into a wall <laughs> repeatedly. Like people would be reviving me and then I just like right back into it dead while Ian's trying to describe this. Hilarious. I think it's hilarious. That's cheating for me, good. That reminds me of in the original Modern Warfare 2, the commando perk where mm-hmm. your, your melee range was increased, yep, but there was this- a bug where you could like melee across the freaking map with uh was it with the uh the grenade call down like the smoke smoke flare or whatever or was that a different one i'm thinking of that one because there's one where you go really fast where you're holding like a an airdrop grenade and you're just like booking it across the map hunkered down oh that was one of them too i was thinking of the one where you have uh the javelin missile Mm. and you just run into enemies and on your death the javelin missile explodes, which has the biggest radius. So it's just pretty much like a mini nuke on that side of the map. (laughs) Oh my gosh. There's a really good video that just showcases all the bugs with MW2 that over the course, some of them still exist, but over the Uh course of its uh, life cycle, and it's like, how in the world did this ship? (laughs) Mm -hmm. I mean, it's it's a good game. I really enjoy it. I mean, as somebody who's worked on code, I get it. Um, (laughs) (laughs) It happens. Um, I, I freaking as an aside, I love the javelin. I remember a match where I was just basically using that as my weapon whenever possible. Like I would just try to fire it at a location and maybe someone ran into it. Right. Because there's no predictive play whatsoever. It is so slow. It is not an anti-personnel weapon, but just it was worth it for the payoff. Because if you somehow were so cursed as to be killed by a javelin explosion, like the kill cam showed the javelin missile coming down the entire time. <laughs> and you're like, all right, well, I stop here and get coffee. And then, you know, maybe I have a conversation with this person. And then I round the corner and then javelin hits. It was just really funny. It's definitely it. an uninstall the game moment. Uh huh. Yeah. That's why I like to play Snake occasionally. Um, mm. I do want to ask do you guys have anything like cool coming up? Maybe like this weekend? No. Well, part of the reason that I was trying to 
remember simpler times is this weekend coming up. I, I have the incredible honor of mm. officiating a wedding. Oh, nice. damn. It's not that big. It's not, it's not that. It's not too much. Jake, Jake did it once. Wasn't <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's uh, it's it is an incredible honor. I know that uh, we were going to spoil his name. So friend of the show, Landon is uh, finally. Oh, my gosh. Having a ceremony. Yay. I, I still call it getting married. <laughs> yes, getting married. I think it's probably better to say getting married. But they now they get to put the rings thing. on. So that's it's as official as it gets. Who cares about the paperwork? It's true. Yeah. Uh, mostly the state taxes everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All of the, <laughs> the non sentimental things are largely hinging on the paperwork, I guess. But um, no, I mean, I, I I already said it in, in chat, but I, I think you're going to do an excellent job with it. And like um, in the scenarios that if like if I knew that you were available for like when I was an officiant, I would have been like, I know another guy and like, <laughs> like pretty good. Oh, my goodness, Jake. I you don't have to keep good. propping me up this every time I come on to this show. Mm-hmm. Every time you just keep propping and propping. It's just too much, man. Oh, my goodness. But if I didn't do this then you wouldn't have come on as a guest in the very week that you're doing all of this work to prepare as an officiant. That's <laughs> so true. that's the key. You have to suck up. You have to brown nose. It's how we get guests back. Well, I'm as, I'm as stocked up as I need to be. I have all the sailor Jerry that mm-hmm. I would possibly need. And uh, no, I'm not doing any of that stuff. It'll be straight laced. Mm-hmm. It'll be, it'll be wonderful. I'm very excited to be a part of everything. And mm-hmm. uh, it should be a fun time. It should yeah. be a really fun time. Should be some nice weather for it too. Um, mm-hmm. It'll be interesting because now I've been uh, groom, groomsman, audience member, and now I get to be an officiant. The only nice. thing that's missing is is uh, being a the bridesmaid best, or something. Best bride. That's what they call it. Best bride. That's it. <laughs> that's that's the next step, and then and then I'll have my. Um, um, I guess it'd be round the horn or something like that. I have that completed. So I have my punch card done. Yeah. You pretty much run the gambit on that. Yeah. Um, Yeah. The only, the only other thing is like successfully break up a wedding. That's for the achievement. You've like broken each of these things. (laughs) And you're just like, all right, now sabotage a close friend's wedding. It's hard now because I don't think they even say that anymore. Typically. It's true. Yeah. I think they removed it with like the last 15 years. I don't think I've ever been to a wedding that's had that. Yeah. It's a yeah, weird thing to be like, hey, does everyone want to like <laughs> stop this? You're like, what? No. <laughs> any wow, any so take we back dropped these? like $20,000 on this. What are you doing? <laughs> any We're take back to conversation? <laughs> From someone in the audience, right? Like, why would you grant them that power in that moment? Although, I mean, obviously it's not binding. You're just asking for, for trouble. Or you're flexing, right? It's kind of like a weird flex. You're like, see how many people we got together and none of them objected to our wedding that means something <laughs> you know right? <laughs> I, I think you rephrase it to like at this point if you have any objections stand up so we can collectively beat your ass <laughs> yeah pretty much so we can continue with the ceremony uh-huh but that's the yeah that's the humorous twist or something you'd want to throw on it um i don't I think i'm going to include that as part of the speech but that's what were you going to say dave it's cool because I've, I've had the chance to be a guest at many of these and like see now technically three different friends from college officiate. Mm. So I get to compare you all. Um, but I think everyone's been doing a kick-ass job and I think you're gonna, gonna crush it. Yeah. I, cool. I give you full permission, even though I have no authority to, to mm-hmm. slip in a penguins joke because mm-hmm. I will probably also slip in a penguins joke. <laughs> <laughs> There may or may not already be a penguin's joke written in to the mm-hmm. uh, ceremony script. Hell you'll yeah. have to, you will have to, if you're listening to the mm-hmm. uh, release podcast, you'll have to go back in time to attend the ceremony to hear my speech. Yeah. This is kind of, it's really focusing in on our listenership. It's like a very specific group of people, but you know what? Mm-hmm. That's what this segment's for. Really, <laughs> I think I was, I was thinking about it because you asked like if there was any advice. The only advice that I actually have now that I'm literally in a public space is get absolutely is, plastered right before. Get plastered, yeah. Like it's 
it's hard to make it through all of these sappy events, you know, without it. But, um, but no, I mean, like, if there's jokes, like putting a, a hook into being romantic again, because I remember I did that, and that was a big thing. People love that. It was like, um, uh, make some joke about you know social ineptitude or acceptance or something, and then be like, just kidding, they're freaking great together or whatever. Um, that's pretty useful. Yeah, I have uh, it. I have it pretty straight laced right now. There's like a little mm-hmm. bit. But I'm uh, right now. I have it written where it's um, more of, I guess, what you would expect to hear. But it's not that mm-hmm. long because there's not going to be oh, yeah. any like. Uh, I don't think there's going to be any readings. Um, mm-hmm. It's not like a big religious overtone. It's like, hey, these guys are getting married. They're great, and uh-huh. um, let's think about what marriage is on this day because you know they're getting married even though they've been married already. So it's great. <laughs> it, it counts this time. Yeah. Um, now, now we've got the jewelry. So it's now, now it's for realsies. That's true. I think the first pass when I was writing one had like a bunch of humor. It was like, I think game of Thrones was happening happening at the time. And we're just like, you know, like beneath the throne and all these things. And it's just like all these titles or whatever. And initially, friend of the show this is uh uh mike and mike and annie friends of the show and special guest on on mike's mike's uh mike's end um like uh they were like okay let's like let's go for that we'll we'll lean more into all of this humorous stuff and then as the date got closer they're like eh, i mean there's a lot of people attending a lot of those are close family mm-hmm. maybe it's okay if we take it seriously i was like okay we'll t- we'll we'll drag it back to like one friendly joke and I think that was about all it was. Um, that's the key, though. <laughs> as long as there's no surprises for the bride or groom, or, you know, in this particular case, the bride and groom, then uh, then you're fine. Yeah, definitely don't need any surprises for them. <laughs> they they <laughs> right. should be the least surprised out of everything. <laughs> right. I'm trying to keep them informed yes. on everything uh-huh. that I'm doing here because they, they have only about 10 million moving parts to deal with. Uh-huh. Thinking back to... Um, to my wedding, which is mm-hmm. almost five years ago now. Oh, we had the day of coordinator, the DJ, the chef. Um, uh, I think we had four, no, three members of the wedding party on each side, mm-hmm. family, just everything. It's it's too freaking much. And yeah. by the time you're done, it's you know, you're standing up at the altar and you're like thank goodness i don't have to do anything anymore yeah. all i have to do is, is stand here and look at you for the next 10 minutes uh-huh. and then we'll go and look at our food because i'm too exhausted to eat <laughs> that's what i was telling landon it's like that's when the emotions really hit for me is in the once you get to the stand here and look at the person part it's like okay now i can slow down i can stop thinking about the logistics be here in the moment for a bit and then once it's yeah. all done just freaking leave like have people prepared to take care of anything else that remains and just book it gone. Not everyone does that, but that's what we did. <laughs> it's not a bad idea. <laughs> did you guys I mean, have a, so- uh, did you have a, a car with a bunch of tin cans tied to the I bumper? Do. I think it was like, it might've just been like um, tinsel or something like that. I don't know if it was at legitimately tin cans, but that's really cool. Though. That's, yeah. that's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was just for us a very exhausting experience, and we have we're introverts, so like, that was yeah, a wedding, yeah, wedding's got to be a lot for an introvert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's 150 people in your face saying, "Oh, congratulations!" All competing mm-hmm. to shake your hand and hug you. Uh huh. Yeah, it gives it gives a lot of perspective. So like weddings I've gone to since then, I've been like very much not the person trying to monopolize any of like the bridal party's time right you're just like nod of acknowledgement i am here i support you i will be not be in your hair i'm not going to contribute to whatever you're dealing with right now also you know hope that hopefully this is a happy day for you (laughs) yeah especially like because like typically the the bridal the not bridal party but like the bride and groom will like make rounds like say hello to everybody and like hey thanks uh-huh. for coming out and being here with us um 
but I realize that they're doing that for like every single person. Um, mm-hmm. And like, I know these people, I'm going to see them again anyway. So be like, Hey, like you look so great. I'm so happy for you. And then I'm like, that's it. And then if we <laughs> and <time>. later, <laughs> but I, I uh-huh. never assume when I go to a wedding, I'm going to be seeing the bride or groom ever. Hmm. Like at I least see like, him at the altar. <laughs> you should see him. You should see yeah, him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. But you I can't assume that. For that bit. You're uh, right. You don't want to be disappointed. So don't assume that. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I, I just always figured that they're very busy with stuff. But like the last mm-hmm. wedding I was at like a month ago, mm-hmm. like post wedding stuff. Um, he's going around like, hey, who's going to like the bar afterwards? And a lot of people are like, yeah, like all the young mm-hmm. people who are still like on the dance floor until the, the venue closed. Like, oh, let's go to a bar. So it was nice to like hang out in a different oh, yeah. venue as well. And I was more laid back, which is less people. Mm-hmm. After party definitely... is definitely the best place to actually see the bride and groom. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. But I don't know. Maybe we shouldn't dedicate this this episode <laughs> to the to the wedding. Now I'm looking at it. Well, we talked about old video games. We talked about chess. We talked about cheating. <laughs> maybe we just leave it there <laughs> maybe we just break that disassociation but i wish them the best you know seems it seems like they got a good thing going on absolutely yeah i'm sure it was a great wedding and this is not going to age super poorly you know <laughs> i think it i think we're not going to talk fun. about the fire that started <laughs> well we didn't start it and that's the key part in fact the, it was already there <laughs> did you see the three people that all got violently sick oh my Oof. goodness oh my right gosh. on the dance floor too it's mm-hmm. wild you never cater never cater to it <laughs> just a, there's a ritual <laughs> green flames rising oh man no, I'm, i think I'm the excited. best part was the the deer that walked through the uh-huh. uh, through the ceremony area that was interesting mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's they, they the actually wrote it off. She that was the crazy thing. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it was a bold alternative to the car with the cans behind it as a departure, a, a departure mount. But I mean, it, it was it was Disney like. I'll say that. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely I like felt when the they magic walked under. <laughs> yeah, I like when right. they walked under the archway of uh, key blades. Uh huh. That, okay, that, I can actually a, see that happening. I can see it. There's a risk. There's a risk that's actually involved somehow. There's definitely a non-zero chance that that actually is. Maybe I'll just I'll message Shane and be like, Shane, I'm, statistically, you have one of these. Could you just bring it to the wedding just in case? Thanks. Uh huh. Oh my God! What if they, what if they use the song from Kingdom Hearts One during the ceremony? I mean, like, real talk. That I, that I is bet a you real money somewhere mm. in the wedding. Or maybe it'll just be in like a playlist for like uh, the reception. It's coming up. It has it's to. Gotta. It just it has, has to. to. Yeah. I mean, if there's not enough like relationship emotions to make Landon cry, then that'll do it. So that's fine. <laughs> it's the it's the backup plan. Really, really short song. There. <laughs> well, no, I mean it's a very it's a good it's a great song. I mean, I also have cried to that song, so I, I I'd admit it. But unrelated reasons, but yeah, it was just a, uh-huh. a dark time in my life. And <laughs> <laughs> well, no, now now I listened to the song and I was like, man, the first game was so good, and I never even finished the third game. Ugh. Yeah, but it's okay. Whoops, it's not. It's a terrible series. <laughs> Freaking hate Kingdom Hearts. <laughs> Yeah. The only thing I know about it is the storyline makes as much sense as a fever dream. Uh-huh. Yeah. I don't know. Fever dreams sometimes they make some sense. That's the big difference. Fever dreams end at some point too, don't they? That's true. <laughs> yeah. It's been so many Kingdom Heart games. I would never buy Fever Dream merchandise, you know? Like <laughs> I hope it, I hope Landon does listen to this, and he's just like, "Oh, it's nice that they have all these good things to say." Why are they tearing into Kingdom Hearts? <laughs> oh well, it's because we care. Anyway, absolutely. I think that is a great note to end on. Uh, mm-hmm. As always, I appreciate uh, you stopping by, gracing us with your presence, Eric. Um, Next time, we'll have to talk even more about the land meta. We have tons of ideas we can just throw at you. I um, do happen to have a few uh, local to me 
lands that I could promote if you care. Oh, dang. Yeah. Um, well, I'm a, f- are you talking about promoting them here or just like on the side? Cause my concern, here, I could just, just be- I could chat about them real quick. I mean, yeah, as long as they're not location specific, the reason there was that pause there, I was like, don't dox yourself, <laughs> whatever you do, just don't dox yourself when you're good. <laughs> hmm. Um, I I'll, think that I'll, people... I'll chat with you later about it then. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. We can um, the episode too. Yeah. Yeah. People people know that we're in Pennsylvania. That's it. That's as far okay. as we've gotten. There was one time we kind of, well, there's been multiple times we let things slip, but we're pretty good at covering our tracks, I think. Um, but if you guys have figured out where we live, you could send those in uh, so that uh, we could do a better job at covering our tracks in the future. Uh, so some podcast at gmail.com or you can join the discussion on Facebook, which incidentally is probably the better way to track most of us down now that I think about it at facebook.com slash soapstone podcast. And as always, we'll see you in the next one. Have a good night. See ya.